0: welcome to the wisdom show a gathering place for the world's leading experts in the fields of human potential spirituality personal development health relationships and more join us as we evolve together to the highest expression of our lives and now your host gene swan
1: welcome everyone thanks for joining us today as we discuss one of the biggest questions people around the globe have been asking for centuries what will happen on december 21st 2012 the Mayan galactic forecasts, uh, calendar forecasts a galactic alignment on that date, something which occurs only once every 26,000 years. This date is said to mark the culmination of a 5,000-year era. The end of one world age and the beginning of another. Now, there are many different views on exactly what this will mean for humanity. In the mainstream media, of course, it's been portrayed as a worldwide apocalypse. In the spiritual community, it's believed that December 21st, 2012 marks the close of a 5,000 year era of darkness and the beginning of a new eon of light the ascension of humanity into a higher vibration both the Hopis and the Mayans recognize that we're approaching the end of a world age but they do not prophesy that everything will come to an end rather they see it as a transition and there are many who believe the choices we make individually and collectively over the next few years will determine how we enter the future ahead during this hour we're being joined by Dr. Susan Chumsky, author of seven best-selling books and an educator in the consciousness field for more than 40 years and Sean David Morton, a futurist, astrologer, and author who's been studying the Mayan prophecies for many years. Susan and Sean will be traveling on a cruise to the Mayan Yucatan on December 21st, and we'll let you know how you can join them during this program. First, I want to welcome Dr. Susan Shumsky. Susan, thanks for being with us today.
2: Well, thank you for inviting me. I'm thrilled to be here.
1: Thanks, Susan. Now, can you tell us and explain for us what is forecast to happen on December 21st, 2012, and what you believe this shift is going to mean for us.
2: Well, December 21st, 2012 is believed by the Mayan elders to be the end of the Mayan calendar, and it is also a very important astronomical alignment. It is an alignment of our sun with the center of the galaxy. What that means is on the solstice, on December 21st, 2012, our Sun will be fully aligned with the dark rift or the center of the galaxy of our Milky Way. And what that means for us is that there is greater spiritual energy or spiritual vibration coming from the center of the galaxy. And if we're open to it, we can experience this shift in consciousness or this awakening that is taking place on that date. Now, this particular alignment is actually a 72-year event. So it started approximately 30 or so years ago, and it will continue. And what that means for humanity is that our world is going into a higher vibrational octave now what does that mean well if we actually look at what has happened over the last i'd say 30 50 or so years we will see that there has been a shift there has been an awakening a worldwide awakening that began somewhere around 1950 um, I was born in 1948, and what I have seen throughout my lifetime is a tremendous, tremendous shift towards spirituality. When I was born, what did you go? You went to the grocery store, and what you would find is frozen vegetables and potatoes and meat. And now what you find is uh, beautiful organic foods, uh, healthy foods. People are really much more interested in in health and in having live foods, having uh, vegetarian, for example, foods. And there's a greater shift towards uh, a better diet, of course. That's one major thing that we can look at. Another thing we could look at is the fact that in 1950, there were two esoteric bookstores in the entire country where you might be able to find a New Age book or find some information about Eastern wisdom, for example. But now, today, we find every bookstore is filled with esoteric books, and we find um, metaphysical information on the Internet. So there's a tremendous proliferation now of of wisdom from the East, wisdom from the ancient indigenous cultures, wisdom from uh, that... That teaches us about meditation, about going within, about experiencing our true nature of being, about spiritual enlightenment, about spiritual awakening. So this is a tremendous shift. Also, if you look around, you'll find on every street corner, you'll find yoga classes, you'll find martial art classes, which leads us to believe that, yes, the wisdom of the, of the East is truly becoming mainstream here in the West. So it's as if the East and the West are merging into a oneness. They're merging into a wholeness. And we have to give gratitude to the great teachers who came from the East to teach us uh, this this ancient wisdom. For example, Maharishi Mahesh Yogi and Paramahansa Yogananda and Vivekananda and Suzuki and... And people who uh, went to the, to the East and brought their wisdom back, like Alan Watts and like Ram Dass and so on. So the great uh, leaders have really brought us into a new age. They brought us into uh, the fifth world, is what they call it in the, in the Maya. The Maya call it the fifth world that we're going into as of December 21st, 2012. But I do not believe that December 21st, 2012 is just one date. It is an entire era, an entire era of this galactic, this Mayan galactic alignment, we call it, because this, uh, the Mayans have recognized this alignment. And what it means is, okay, So, so on the solstice, if you're looking at the sun, and if you could actually see the Milky Way at the same time, which obviously you can't because, it's you know, the sun is up. But, in fact, if you uh, make the measurements, you'll see that the sun is aligned with the center of the Milky Way. And this happens only once every 26,000 years, approximately, because of the precession of the equinoxes. So it is a significant event. And some people are trying to deny that this is true, or they're saying, oh, well, how can you tell what is the beginning or the end of the precession? Well, this is exactly how we do measure it. We measure it by the fact that the sun is aligned with it. So, the center of the galaxy, it is believed, in our spiritual circles, we believe that the center of the galaxy, that there is the central sun at the center of the galaxy, and that this central sun is a spiritual spiritual light that we can tune into that we can attune to and so on that date uh, we will be on a cruise ship and we will be attuning to that central sun and later in this call i'm going to be actually leading us into a meditation where we will experience this center of the galaxy and this central sun which will flood us with light and where we will be illumined spiritually illumined so that is why this date is important and that is why It has been thought to be the end of the Mayan calendar corresponding with this particular date.
1: Susan, you mentioned a key phrase that we can experience this higher vibration if we're open to it. And you mentioned there are people denying it or not being aware of it. So um, those who are aware of it will be experiencing it. And then do you think more people will be coming aware? Or what will happen to those who do not uh, believe this is going on and are not open to it?
2: well you know there are people on all levels of consciousness some people are more open to spiritual experiences some people are less open to spiritual experiences obviously there are people who really deny spiritual experiences in their life even though everyone has spiritual experiences there is no one walking around on the planet who does not have spiritual experiences but some people are obviously more attuned more open and more available to the spiritual light that that the center of the galaxy holds for us. So if we make ourselves aware that this is going on, and if we begin to attune to it through meditation, through prayer, through whatever spiritual practices we feel drawn to, we can make, take best advantage of this experience of the opening, so to speak, of the central sun to us. And this is something that, that we can really develop if we're willing to do that. And this is a time for that. And I mean, the, the amazing thing is that this is the time when this is happening, and it only happens once every 26,000 years. So it's a, really a major event, and I do believe that that's the reason why so many people have incarnated on this planet. At this time, we have maximum number, seven billion people who've come to join the party at this time to experience this spiritual awakening. And some people might call it ascension of humanity into a higher octave, into a higher vibration. Now, I'll tell you some things that are definitely not going to happen on December 21st, 2012, and there are a lot of people who think that these things are going to happen. All right, so the world is not going to end. Uh, The only world that's going to end is the fourth world and going into the fifth world, and that is a measure of time. That is not a catastrophic event. It's a measure of time, and it is a spiritual shift. It's not a physical shift. So the world's not going to end. There's not going to be major catastrophes on December 21st, 2012. There's not going to be uh, something like the rapture. Some people believe that there's going to be a rapture-like event on December 21st, 2012, where all of us are going to be taken up into into heaven, or into a spaceship, or something, some some other fantasy like that. That is definitely not going to occur. And uh, any other fantasy ideas that we might have about about this date, uh, some kind of a collapse of, of something, or or the sol- the sun going crazy, and and uh, taking out all the electronics in the the world or anything like that, you can be sure that that is not going to happen. The exact alignment, the exact galactic alignment, actually occurred already. It was in 1998. So that maximum alignment has already occurred. It's it's an event that has already taken place. What we're seeing now is uh, the... The continued event, like I said, it's a 72-year event. And it just so happens that that this year, December 21st, 2012, it is corresponding with the date that's the end of the Mayan calendar.
1: And, Sean, I know that you and many spiritual teachers are describing this global shift as a time when we're moving away from the patriarchal, male, left-brain-dominant way of living into the divine feminine principles of creation and natural balance, a more right-brain approach.
0: The right-hand side of the brain in which there has been a divider, if you will, a a, a, a block, a curtain, a veil, is what we call the, the feminine, passive, submissive side of the brain. But that's what that represents Eastern philosophy, where the other side of the brain represents Western philosophy. So the Eastern philosophy is, uh, and that right-hand side of the brain deals in symbols, archetypes, dance, music, uh, color, um, a fluidic motion. But it also thinks in terms of of what we call quantum time. And quantum time is all time and space very much kind of happening at once. Quantum time is like a big, tiny, whiny, wibbly, wobbly ball of string where time literally looks like a line that runs through a big ball of yarn uh, where it's all sort of happening all at the same time. But that quantum time is what allows us to view into the earth, view into each other, uh, pick up things telepathically, empathically, And uh, basically communicate and or see all things in the past, the present, and the future. When we use things like remote viewing, that's the part of the brain we access uh, to be able to pull this stuff out. So December 21st, 2012, when the sun actually aligns with Galactic Center, which is a light year, and let's do the science on it, it is a light year across black hole at the center of the galaxy, it's called the Great Guff or the Cosmic Womb or the Great Vagina, if you will, that our sun will align with it on that particular day. Now, the sun actually did align with it uh, in 1998, 1999, so this is not going to be that big a deal, uh, but there was an actual shifting in the in the axis and rotation of the Earth at that particular time. Another thing scientifically that's happening, and this has been all over ABC, and I've been talking about it for you know, 10, 15 years at least, uh, but it just made the cover of National Geographic magazine, is that the uh, the sun goes through a 22, an 11 and a 22 year cycle, and now the sun is going what they call quad polar, which means four poles of magnetic energy are actually forming on the front of the sun, which in essence is now turning. If you understand electromagnetics. Uh, You put four electromagnetics together, and it acts as a gun. It actually can direct anything from electricity to particle waves. Uh, It's basically what the CERN CERN Collider is. It's a gigantic quadpolar electromagnetic gun. And that's what the sun is turning into. And the fact that we've just had an eclipse over North America, that went over the Hopi Nation, Four Corners, Mount Shasta, that for the first time in 26,000 years directly aligned the sun and the moon and the constellation of the Pleiades, which is a very, very powerful group of, uh, of about 200 uh, very old blue-white stars, which every ancient culture on the planet says that every time there's a major alignment with the Pleiades, something about the Pleiades, also known as the seven sisters of Atlas, or the seven uh, the Seven daughters of Jupiter, or the seven daughters of the King of Crete or the, uh, uh, the seven Rajis, or wise men in the Sanskrit, that every time there's an alignment with the Pleiades, there's some massive influx of energy and consciousness and a, and a, and a great move into the next level of consciousness. And then 16 days later, you had the, uh, the the last transit of Venus across the face of the sun, with Venus moving across the face of the sun. Again, it's hyper-activating the right-hand side of the brain, tearing off the veil, uh, and supercharging all the aspects of Venus that have to do with, again, empowering the feminine, empowering that, uh, that energy and that intuition. So it's very exciting. All these things are going to happen. I'm not saying that there's not danger around it, and that we're not going to see a... Uh, Quite possibly, a an economic collapse within the next few months, uh, and major, major earthquakes. You know, because I believe probably on July tenth. Uh, what's today? The eighth. I think. Uh, day the eighth or the ninth. The date today is the. Uh, um,
1: it's not coming to me right off, right off the bat, not Today's date. Uh,
0: today's we're, in the, early, uh, we're in early.
1: We're in early July. So uh, you're saying hang
0: on we? Your hats because there's there's going to be a uh, tomorrow. Uh, within the next three days, there's going to be a, a, a very, very major earthquake and tidal wave, and the next major earthquake that we're looking at is going to be somewhere around uh, September 27th. Within about five days of that date, plus or minus, we're going to have some uh, some major quakes in the United States, and some big quakes down in Mexico as well. So it's uh, and that's the uh, that's the, the the pattern that's going on, and uh, they're going to begin to hyperactivate, and it's going to be very interesting to see what the United States is going to become. Uh, after 2012, because there is one last cycle that's going on, and that's the uh, what they call the Night of the Jaguar, which is coming from uh, December 21st of 2012 until uh, approximately 2025, when the planet Pluto eventually moves into the sign of Aquarius, and that's when everything really kind of new and bright and shiny begins to happen. But between now and then, uh, this next, next decade is going to be very difficult in terms of Earth changes, uh, political collapse, social collapse, and um, I think the dissolution of major totalitarian center points of power.
1: So this is why this is uh, grabbing the interest even of mainstream uh, people who normally don't aren't drawn to these type of topics. But you can't help but notice that there are catastrophes all the time. The earthquakes are increasing. All of our structures are collapsing. The financial, the educational, the agricultural. I mean, it's so obvious to anyone, even if they want to put their heads in the sand, that the world is changing drastically and quickly so no one can can say that it's not happening and that's why uh, there's so much fear there people are so worried about what's going to happen um how how do all these collapses of these institutions tie in with where we're going there's many who believe that if we can reconstruct them in the feminine as you describe lifting that veil that we can go on and have a better um a better humanity
0: going forward well, it depends on which structure you want to, you know, you want to rebuild. Uh, you know, the bottom line is the, the economic structure is falling apart uh, because they can't they, they can't maintain the illusion uh, or the criminality or the economic slavery of the interest banking system. Uh, you know, that's number one. Number two, uh, what's you're going to, power is naturally going to flow back towards the empowerment of the individual. And as that occurs, you're going to see governments freaking out, panicking, uh, you know, getting out the guns and the sticks and the cages, so to speak, as more people begin to take back their power, and start not wanting to do what these these centralized totalitarian governments, uh, you know, want to want. I mean, they want a George Orwellian 1984 kind of world, and what we're about ready to see is we're going to see sort of an uh, arctic chaos. Uh, as people are going to naturally move away from that. The, the planet itself, let me here's the best way to put it. The, the, the planet itself is a global mind. Uh, and we are all the brain cells, if you will, of this, uh, of this massive uh, of this massive brain. It's, you know it is interesting because you, you're divided up into, I guess what we would call well northern and southern hemispheres of the earth. But uh, socially, politically, economically, there's very much a very clear divide that would pretty much run from the middle of Africa right up through Italy, right up through Berlin, all the way up through Stockholm, of I guess what we would call the East and the West, the Orient and, uh, you know, where we call the West. And it is that dividing line that's now being blurred as Eastern energies are coming more into the West. And the whole point of this is, again, it's not just the veil that's coming off the human brain, it's the veil that's coming off the the Earth itself as the planet evolves and the um, The the Mayans had a very interesting core synthesis, which is the best way to put this because there's no great spiritual truth that's worth anything unless you can put it on a bumper sticker or or a T-shirt, I guess. (laughs) Uh, You know, the Egyptians said, as above, so below, as within, so without. Uh, The Greeks were, know thyself. The Romans were, to thy own self, be true. Uh, Probably the motto of the American civilization would be, more is better. If I just had more or something, it'd be better. And, of course, Americans are writing out that that's not only not really true, but they're having to deal with who and what they really are as spiritual beings as all their stuff is being stripped away. Uh, the core synthesis of the Mayan civilization very is very simply, and the point of their calendar and the point of the evolution coming is that um, all is one. Life has purpose. God is love. And all is one means we're physically connected to each other. We're biologically connected to the earth, and we're atomically connected not just to the solar system, but to the galaxy and to the universe. And this whole level we're living in now uh, is going to bring us not only an awareness of who we are on this planet, but also within the solar system, within the galaxy, and within the universe itself. Uh, Life having purpose, I think, is a very empowering notion because it means that no matter how many awful, terrible Horrific things that people have gone through, no matter how many low kicks, dirty tricks, or rotten licks you've taken throughout your life, uh, you know, you got to stop it. You got to stop whining. You got to pick yourself up, dust yourself off, and realize that it, it has put you in the exact right point in space at the exact right time in history to be the hero, to do the things that you're supposed to do. And, and God being love, we hear that all the time, but that really does mean that it's the prima mobile of the universe. The first thought was, love, then that means that every action that takes place in the universe is for the, ultimately, is for the greatest and highest good of every being in that universe. And that's a lot of also what we're about ready to move into is it is the end of duality. And once you end duality, once you merge, again, the concepts of the male and the female, and what is it about the human brain? Uh, The human brain is divided by the limbic system. The limbic system is the serpent in the garden. It's what divides Adam from Eve. It's the uh, it's the triggering of the you know the fight or flight response. The uh, can I can I can I chase it? Can I kill it? Can I eat it? Can I run away from it? Or can I kill its boyfriend and have sex with it? That's That's, that's what the limbic system thinks all the time. And so it creates it creates a veil. It creates a a, a rip, a schism. Uh, and it was this fall from grace, by the way. It was this. Uh, it was this division of the of, of the glorious ecstasy, if you will, of the combination of the male and female, that led to the fall of man, which is what we've been trying to get back to, uh, you know, this entire time. So the uh, the idea is that now that you know the wagons going to start going down the other side of the hill. There's going to be 51% of us instead of you know and, and 49% of them, uh, you know, and moving forward from this uh, from this point in time and space. So so there we go. And the
1: point of entering the Divine Feminine and realizing that we're all one and returning to love, I want to address this question to Susan because, Susan, you mentioned people being interested in meditation. We are doing a show about the Self-Realization Fellowship teachings of Yogananda on this program. So people are are really um, drawn to their inner spiritual life through meditation. Tell us what what your feelings are now as we enter the divine feminine what you're seeing what's going to happen as more of us return to this part of our nature and it happens on a worldwide basis
2: Well the circumstances right now people, people can no longer count on the things that they have that they have thought were permanent people can no longer count upon the economic situation they can they can't even count on their own retirement funds anymore so they're being forced now into a situation where the outer world is no longer something they can depend upon and that's our institutions financial institutions economic institutions even educational whatever institutions are in place are starting to fall apart and particularly when the economic situation is getting bad to worse and people who not only People who have been in the lower classes, but even people who are in the higher classes now, I mean, I hate to even bring up the idea of class, but it does actually exist. There is the middle class. There is the upper class. And the people that are getting hit hard not are just people who are in the lower classes. All classes are finding that their retirement is dwindling, if not disappearing completely. And they just don't even know where to turn. You know, they're being fired from their jobs that they've had for 30 years. They can't get work. They, you know, people are in desperate situation. Well, when somebody's in a desperate situation, there's only pl- one place that they can turn to, and that is they have to turn within. So they're now more interested in seeking spirituality and seeking prayer. I mean, many people never pray unless they're in desperate straits. So now they're being forced into the idea of, well, maybe there's something else to life other than this paycheck. Maybe there's something more to life other than what I've been depending upon for decades. So what is that? They're starting to question. They're starting to wonder, is there something else? Is there something beyond this material world? Is there something beyond this duality that I've been caught in? And so this is a prime situation for spiritual Seeking for spiritual attainment. And that would be through prayer, through meditation, through whatever spiritual practices there are out there, they're going to become more interesting to people. There's going to be a greater, a greater, people are going to gravitate towards meditation, towards prayer, towards spiritual practices, even such. Such practices as Native American interest, uh, interest in other cultures, interest in indigenous religions—not just the mainstream religions. So we're finding more and more that people are calling themselves spiritual rather than religious, and this is growing and growing. There have been many surveys taken on, on this type of uh, this type of uh, religious, uh, what religion, what denomination, and so on. And there is less of the Orthodox religions, less of the Christianity and so on, and more people saying, I'm not religious, I'm spiritual. So what does that mean, I'm spiritual? It means that they are finding that they can go direct, that they don't have to go through a middleman in order to have a spiritual experience that they don't have to go to church and only have a spiritual experience on Sunday, that they can have a spiritual experience in their own meditation room at home or in their own garden or outside in nature. They can experience spirituality themselves. Right. And so that... what, this means, what this means is, yes, we are going away from the patriarchal left brain culture into a more feminine or more subjective experience of who we are.
1: And as you mentioned, that was what was at the heart of the teachings of Yogananda and other spiritual leaders many years ago that we need to find the answers within. But over the past several decades, um, the majority of us have been more interested in what's going on in the outer world than the inner world. But now, through desperation, people are turning that around. As you mentioned, they're not getting answers um, in any area of their lives. They're losing homes and jobs and finances and um, even their religions are letting them down so they are um they are turning within
2: And, and this is very true and i truly believe in my heart very strongly that there's only one skill the main skill that we need to develop right now as we go into the end of the mind calendar and we go into this new world the fifth world that really the major skill that we need to learn is we learn how to We need to learn how to develop our intuition. We need to learn how to listen to the still, small voice within us, our own inner guidance. We need to have a lighthouse to guide our pathway, and that lighthouse is not in anything external. It is within us. It is our own higher self
1: so it's been said by some people that this is the last chance for human beings to align themselves with the cosmic plan and to enter into a more heart-centered era and um, Sean you mentioned this earlier the divine feminine aspects what would you tell people to uh, as far as how they can prepare to enter this what can people do as individuals Susan did mention more meditation what are your thoughts on how we can prepare for this and how we can all help this transfer transformation become a positive one
0: Well, listen to you, listen to your radio show, listen to me, listen to Susan. Go on boat cruises. I
1: like that advice. Um,
0: (laughs) There you go. (laughs) No, it's uh, actually here's the, I I mean, if you want to take the, uh, uh, let me give you the the Buddhist credo is that uh, you're commanded in Buddhism, uh, specifically Tibetan Buddhism, which is what I'm familiar with, uh, because I lived in a a monastery in Nepal and I trained and uh, studied under the Dalai Lama, actually in Dharamsala in India but it's about what we call the uh, the Buddha, the Dharma, and the Sangha. And if you take it from the Christian perspective, I guess, you could say that the Buddha uh, means the kingdom of heaven is within, and to continue to not only find the Buddha within yourself, or, or more specifically, maybe the Christ or the Christos within yourself, all that I have done, you can do also, and better than I, and finding the kingdom of heaven you know, is, is within, and uh, you know, I command thee this, that you shall love others as I have loved you, which is which is finding that Christ or God force within yourself, as Susan called it, the still small boys, uh, that the, uh, the Dharma means that if, if you really do aspire to a level of higher spirituality, remember the word uh, ascension just means looking at things from a higher place, looking at things from the top down, if you will, rather than things from the bottom up. When you when you take the perspective of the, of the, of the eagle uh, rather than the rat or the mouse in the field, uh, you, you, know, you understand rather than first off playing the victim all the time, you understand that there's, a, there's a warp and a weave and a strum and a drang, if you will, to the, to the nature of the universe, that everything's in a pattern. Everything is light and darkness and, and shades of gray and, and ebbs and flows. Uh, so the Dharma is all about that if you have this inner light within you, that you must, you're, you're ordered, literally, uh, to do something about it, to do to do better things and good works and be responsible and be the creditor and be the angel, which means the messenger of L, be the person that, you know, that, that helps the child or the little lady across the street or, you know, wipes down the counter in the bathroom or picks up some trash and puts it in the bin. You know, I mean, it's it, it's little things. It really is the angelic conflict that we are in every day, uh, the forces of good and evil, if you will. It is it is literally sort of that easy, and the uh, uh, sangha is just a Tibetan word, which means that you are commanded, really, to form communities, uh, as Christ said, where three or more of you are gathered in my name, there is love and the power of prayer and all of this. So. Uh, you're supposed to get together with people of like minds. You're supposed to go on trips and go on cruises. And rather than all, all of us, you know, uh, joining a commune and, and, and you know, stop using deodorant, and take off all our clothes and sing kumbaya, you have the advantage now of being able to come on cruises and spiritual trips and be a little bit more taken care of. Uh, but it allows you camaraderie and fellowship and, and uh, to create a, a community which will ultimately bring about the, the change in, in time and space that we're looking for. Because, again, the, the economic and sociopolitical stuff is going to get bad because it's based on lies and illusions and a monetary system that is fake that can no longer stand up under the weight of its own greed. We, we took all the controls and all the regulations off the banking system. We basically just let the swine out of the gate, and, uh, and everybody's all surprised that they ate all the food, that they, you know, that they, they ate everything out of the trough and then knocked it. And then once we took the pen down, uh, which kept the pigs in the you know, sty, everybody's all shocked that they went and destroyed the rest of the farm. So, uh, you know, but that's what happens when you take down the Glass-Steagall Act and take out the firewalls and the financial institutions. You know, they will run rampant and destroy you. And that's, that's in essence, what the Occupy Wall Street movement is – fighting i think i don't even think they know what they're against other than mm-hmm. oh it's not fair it's kind of like one of those what do we want we don't know what do we want it we don't care you know it's <laughs> just it's all about just going and sitting places i'm not quite sure at least the tea party guys did something about it you know they started putting people in congress uh to at least kind of stop the, the disintegration but you know now it's gone past the point where it's going to go back to local communities and counties and states uh, that are not going to be look, look, looking to the, the, the federal totalitarian structure anymore. Uh, and it's also, it also has to do politically and socially with educating yourself. You know, once again, uh, uh, from lack of vision or knowledge, the people perish. And that's another thing that they have to understand, is that they've got to understand where their rights come from. They have to understand politically and socially that getting back to we, the people, that these governments and these, uh, these superstructures, in fact— derive all their power from us even though they've tricked us into thinking that no you know that they're the power that we're the serfs and that uh, and that we take benefits and privileges from them when it's completely the opposite they take their benefits and privileges from us as we the people so that that on the sovereign i guess you can call it state is your citizenship aspect of it and that's a very key word becoming a du jour Citizen of the state, or a, uh, a, a du jour Californian, or a, a Texan, or a, a, you know an Illini or a Ute or what have you, because once you take back that power, you opt out of the whole federal corporation and, and the monstrosity, uh, the the abomination it has literally become under the uh, the current administration. So that's the political aspect of, of being free and doing whatever else that that has to eventually come from a some kind of replacement of the economic system uh that is based on uh, on actual money you know it's based on gold it's based on silver it's based on actual assets and somebody at some point has to take the power for these guys to basically just print money out of you know out of trees out of paper and not have it backed with anything because you know they're, they're they're trying to talk us into that prosperity comes out of a printing press that you can use socialism to save capitalism uh that you can fight wars to bring peace and it's again what are they doing it's it's George Orwell it's you know it's uh, uh ignorance is knowledge uh war is peace and freedom is slavery that that's exactly what they're trying to tell you i mean it, it's literally when george orwell wrote that book he he said 1984 is not a warning it's a blueprint and you know he was a fabian socialist and he basically laid the whole pattern down but in the spiritual aspect of it all of this is going to come around because there's a, there's a giant wheel, and that wheel goes that from slavery comes the, the need to learn, comes knowledge. From knowledge comes, the, comes, the, uh, comes spirituality. From spirituality comes the willingness to fight. From the willingness to fight comes freedom. From freedom comes prosperity. From prosperity comes materialism. From materialism comes apathy. And from apathy comes slavery again. So you know, where do you think we are in that wheel now?
1: Well, where do you think we are in the 40 years of chaos that you described earlier? Where, where are we we're, in that?
0: We're 10 years in. We're exactly where we're supposed to be. We're 2012. It started according to the Great Pyramid of Giza. The, the beginning of the 40-year exodus uh, was uh, February 21st of 1999, and there's a very specific prediction in the Great Pyramid, in the mathematics of the pyramid, and by the way, it predicted the age of Moses. Uh, it predicted the coming of Buddha, Lao Tzu, Confucius as being Eastern philosophies of turning things around. Uh, it gave the date for the central messianic figure as being somewhere around 2 B.C., actually it was September 27th of 2 B.C., with that messianic figure then ending his mission on April 1st of 33 A.D., which just so happened to be Passover of that particular year, so it very much points to the mission uh, you know, whoever uh, Jesus Christ actually was, whether it was Apollonius and Tyre or Jesus and James or you know whatever, there may be a lot of different names. You know Jesus Krishna or Jesus Christ was probably just a name that was made up in, in, uh, by the Council of uh, the Council of Nicaea in uh, 326 AD. But um, whoever it was, created a fantastic system. And it was interesting because the original Christianity, the crystalline form of Christianity, Allowed the apostles to raise the dead and heal the sick and perform all these miracles, but Paul came along in 48 AD and altered the message of Christ just enough to bring us the churches that we have today. And you will see that instead of us having the religion of Jesus, we've fought about a 2,000-year war with a religion about Jesus, which was more about Mithra and Zeus and Thor and uh, you know and Krishna and Helios. Helios, Hestos, and all these various, you know, pagan gods, that he was kind of lumped into. But where we're at now with it is that October 31st of 2039 is the uh, is is the set date for the return of the messianic figure. And as it stands now, we've got about we've got about two more years. If you look at all the transits and you look at all the astrology, we've got about between now and about 2014, uh, we have about two more years of stability, if you will. Then we enter a a time and space that the pyramid calls the River of Fire, which is, once again, all of these experts who are saying that now the sun is going crazy. And I've been saying since the 90s that there's something wrong with the sun, that somewhere around the 2012 to about 2016 time frame uh, that the sun is going to freak out, that it's going to go ballistic, which it's starting to do now uh, in what they call cycle 24 and the four – Quad polar lenses, if you will. So it's, uh, it is going to be very interesting. But I also think that certain aspects of the shadow government, which is all in my book, uh, Sands of Time, uh, which you can get at, hey, Strange Radio dot com, www radio dot com, is, uh, which is about, about 40 years in a secret government and, uh, the true story of a guy who was one of these insiders. But I think they're using super technology right now to, alter many of the prophecies if not the timeline itself they're certainly they're they're certainly altering the uh, they're altering the rotation of the planet the axis of the planet and they're triggering a series of earthquakes in certain areas and locations that are designed to stop bigger earthquakes like earthquakes in mexico that are designed to stop bigger earthquakes on the san andreas fault like the one of the bigger artificial earthquakes that was triggered by the navy was the Northridge quake, actually, here in Los Angeles, which was all designed to relieve pressure on the as fault and make sure places like Edwards Air Force Base and the, the Northrop Ant Hill facility was not destroyed. But what happens then is that from 2014 until about 2025, we experience one of the worst periods of human history, uh, going all the way down to the point of where human civilization as we know it is not even reestablished in certain parts of the planet. And then we start crawling our way up out of this hole uh, after this period of time, but that's going to be a conflict, if you will, between these children of light and the lords of darkness. They are not just going to go away. They're not just going to say, "Oh, okay, fine, you win. Uh, we'll, re- you know, we'll just re- release all our power and, you know, we'll spend trillions of dollars to fix the ecology and, and feed the children and give you free power and, and invest in gold fusion and, you know, all these things that they're, <laughs> they should be doing. Uh, they're just not going to give up the choke points of food, energy, and information that, that quickly. Now, the one thing that's really destroyed them has been the, the loss of the choke point over information because the Internet was one of those things that got out of the box that they never in a million years expected. And yet it goes directly along with the establishment of what I call the seventh chakra, which is the, the global intuition, the global telecommunic- the communications network, you know the lords of chaos, or the Bilderbergers, or the Rothschild-Rockefeller, you know Bush, Clinton, Obama gangsters—they uh, could not keep that in the box because it was a natural, evolutionary element of the planet that we would create the technology to allow this global mind. What, what uh, French philosopher, philosopher uh, Pierre Le Jardin called the new sphere which is literally becoming the seventh chakra of the earth the the connection of all the pituitary and pineal glands of you know of everybody on the planet that's this that's going to be this uh, this uh, kindergarten if you will for what will eventually become global uh, global telepathy or global empathy because you know once you once you can experience things on a on a worldwide scale it becomes much more difficult to go murder a bunch of people in a country when you know about them when you feel it when you you know when you can how do you murder somebody when you actually feel that you're murdering yourself and you know that's a lot of the evolution now when i say this there's like three worlds all happening at the same time it's not it's not a global thing just as, just as we here in the united states certainly do not live in the same universe if you will as as you know, people in the heart of Africa or people in Borneo or something. It's, a, you know, we've got three very specific worlds. We've got the first world, the second world, and the third world. And the Great Pyramid of Giza talks, you know, and actually in its journey, this game of snakes and ladders of the spiritual ascension of man, you do have this group of people that are going into the pit that one way or another are going to be destroyed. And it is a, it's a shame. It's one of the things that we have to stop. And we have seven billion people on the planet right now, because specifically this is the resurrection of the quick and the dead. It is the, I guess what the, you uh, know, well, the Christians are always talking about the rapture. But what this is now is the resurrection of the quick and the dead. It's not like Walking Dead. It's not like a zombie movie. It's not like you know everybody's going to you know, rise in their grave like somebody making a wish on a monkey's paw. It literally means universal reincarnation it means that everybody who has ever lived is here now for the final judgment for the end of the age so that they can then either be judged or deal with their karma and 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 deal with their dharma and then move on to whatever the next level is going to be and this this planet will still be a public school uh you know like a you know ucla or berkeley or whatever for a while uh, but then there's going to come a point in time, in about 100 years or so, actually a little bit more than that, about 150-200 years, where it becomes a very exclusive private school. It becomes an Oxford or a University of Southern California, or you know something where now they're going to be a lot more picky as to who actually incarnates onto this planet, because this this world will then become, at that point, a uh, a much more highly evolved place. But you know that's that's way off in the future. But what we're dealing with now is the the war of the of, of the angels or the children of light versus the lords of darkness or chaos who have been pretty much running the show uh you know on this planet for a long time and now it's time for us to start taking them on and it's going to be it's going to be a war it's going to be a revolt it's going to be one of those revolutions that's not going to be televised but will be heard of on the radio and on the internet and on shows like yours and shows like my you know my strange universe on uh American Freedom Radio and Revolution Radio and, you know, places like
1: that. Well, this information is just so fascinating. I want to let everyone know uh, that they can go deeper into these teachings with Sean and with Susan on a Mayan cruise coming up in December. So if you want to go to this page, um, www.mayancruise2012.com, you will find out about the uh, cruise that Susan and Sean will be teaching on. And Susan, can you explain for us a little bit more? You have many teachers scheduled for the cruise. It sounds like it's going to be just quite a journey. Tell us more about it, if you will.
2: Well, the main feature of this cruise is it's going to be during that period, December twenty first, 2012, which is when we are entering into this fifth world, when we're entering into this new age that the Mayan elders have predicted and uh, we're going to experience the Mayan galactic alignment right there on the cruise ship. On deck, we'll actually be able to see, as the sun rises through that dark rift, uh, the, the Milky Way, we'll be able to see it right from the deck of our cruise ship. And uh, we'll be experiencing that on December 21st, 2012. In addition to that, we'll be doing some amazing rituals on the land. In fact, this cruise sails from Galveston, Texas, to the Yucatan, of Mexico, and we will be visiting Chichen Itza. And in Chichen Itza, which is the, the most famous pyramid of the entire Mayan world, we're going to be with an amazing Mayan elder named Hun Batz Men, who will be guiding us into a ceremony on December 19th of, of 2012, when we'll be at port there in Chichen Itza. And then on the 20th of December, we'll have another amazing experience with a female uh, shaman from Guatemala, where we'll be doing a ritual there. And so we'll be welcoming this new age with authentic Mayan rituals in the Maya lands, in the place where the Maya lived. And uh, this is going to be a fantastic experience. This is not just a cruise. It's not just a tour or or a a pleasure trip. This is a spiritual experience. This is a spiritual awakening that is going to transform your life because you're going to pass from an age of darkness into an age of light, and your life will be blessed, and you'll never be the same. This is going to be uh, an adventure that is far beyond just visiting the pyramids of Mexico or just having uh, fun on a cruise ship. This is going to be really a very profound spiritual awakening for everyone that attends So it will take place uh, from December 17th to the 22nd of 2012. It's a five-day cruise, sailing out of Galveston, with port stops in Progreso and Cozumel, where we will be able to visit uh, Chichen Itza, and we'll be able to visit in uh, Cozumel. We'll be able to visit San Gervasio, which is the only Mayan site that is dedicated to the goddess energy. And we have some really fantastic speakers on this cruise, including Mayan scholars and experts, such as Dr. Robert Sittler and Gaspar Gonzalez. And we have the foremost crop circle investigator in the world, Colin Andrews, will be joining us on the cruise. Uh, we have uh, alternative historian uh, Robert Baval, who, uh, as, as Sean has been describing about the, uh, the time coding of the pyramid, Robert Bavall was, was very uh, instrumental in uh, in all of these discoveries with regards to the pyramid and its relationship to the Constellation Orion, and uh, he's a really a fascinating speaker. And we're going to also have an amazing speaker, Michael Cremo, who is called the Forbidden Archaeologist, who will be talking to us quite a bit about, uh, about the time codes not only of Uh, what Sean has been talking about, but also of of ancient India. And that's going to be fascinating. We have, of course, Sean, who is probably our star speaker. He's, you know, Sean is just amazing. You've heard him here on this call. And he he has so much to offer and and, uh, really so entertaining and and fantastic speaker. I, I believe he's the best speaker in the entire spirituality field. We also have a uh, Thomas Benedict, who is an amazing, uh, very spiritual person, who has had uh, many near-death experiences that he'll be telling us about, and uh, and Dr. Newton from India will be there. Tricia McCannon, we have a Mayan astrologer with us, we have a psychic medium and other psychics with us, and mainly, it's we're going to be with like-minded people on this really important date of December 21st, 2012. So it's going to be uh, not only a party, not only entertaining, but it will truly be a collective experience of great spiritual awakening that will be unparalleled. So I would like for you to all join us on this, and that's once again at MayanCruise2012.com. MayanCruise2012.com
1: It sounds like a a chance of a lifetime to
2: uh, It is
1: Amazing Susan um, can you lead us through a meditation I know that will be part of what you'll be doing on the cruise and it would be Mm -hmm. great for our listeners to have you guide us through since this is one of the things that you're so great at guide us through a meditation that's uh, related to the galactic alignment of 2012
2: What I'd like for us to do is to just get comfortable right now. Just get comfortable. Let's just close our eyes. What we're going to do is we're going to experience the galactic center in this meditation. So let's just close our eyes and let's take a big deep breath together. Breathe in. And let it go. Let's take a big, deep breath of divine love. Breathe in and release. Let's take a big, deep breath of relaxation. Breathe in and let it go. Let's take a big, deep breath to unify with the Divine Presence within us. Breathe in and release, 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 and be at peace. So let us now know and affirm that God is with us now and always, that God is at the very center of our being within us and all around us, and that we are one with that divine presence. We are one in spirit. We are one with God. And we are one with the infinite divine creative intelligence, with that Christ consciousness that Sean talked about, with the Christos within us. We are one with our true nature of being. And let us know now that during this meditation that we do experience our own true cosmic self and that with that cosmic self, we enter into the center of this cosmos, the center of our galaxy, the galactic center. So let's take another deep breath to go deeper. Breathe in. Let it go. And let us call upon the divine beings of light, the divine deities, the angels, the archangels, all of the divine beings who are with us now, assisting us, guiding us. And let us ask that these divine beings accompany us on this journey to the center of the galaxy. So let's just relax and let go and allow And know that we are safe on this journey because we walk with God on this journey. So let us now just become aware of just different parts of our body as we relax our body. Let's become aware of our eyes, our forehead, our head, our face. Let's just relax these areas of the body. Relax the jaw. Relax the cheeks, the neck. Let's just relax the shoulders, the upper arms, the arms. Just relax the chest, stomach. Let the stomach go. Relax the back, the upper back, the lower back. Relax the hips the thighs, the legs, relax the upper, the thighs, the lower legs, relax the knees, relax the ankles, the feet, the toes, the hands, relax the eyes, the eyebrows, space between the eyebrows. The forehead, the temples, whole bodies relaxed. Just place, place our awareness upon the body, the body as a whole. Just awareness on the body, any place within the body that's drawing our attention. Allow our attention to just rest quietly upon the body and upon any sensations within the body. Just take a big deep breath together, breathe in. Completely give up, completely let go. Allow the whole body to relax and to be at peace. And now let us just notice where we are. Replace the body in our environment, wherever we are, in our house, our office, wherever we're seated at now, at this time. Become aware of that place. Let's now expand our awareness beyond that place, beyond that home, into that community where we are. Just place your awareness upon the community, whatever that may be. And now upon the city, just expand your awareness to encompass the entire city. As we're aware of the city, we're expanding our territory of influence we are expanded into the entire city now let's take another leap and expand into the county into the province or county where we are expand into that space let us now expand beyond that space into the state where we are The entire state, whatever state we happen to live in or wherever we happen to be right now, state or province. Let us now expand beyond that state into the entire country wherever we are, whether that's USA or whatever country we happen to be in. Let's just expand our territory into that entire country. We are now placing our attention upon the entire country. And now let us expand even further into the entire continent, whether that be North America, Europe, wherever we happen to be. We just place our awareness on that entire country. And now we expand even further into the entire continent. Whether that be America or whatever continent we happen to be in. Australia, whatever it is, the entire continent, Asia. Now we place our our awareness upon the entire vast world, the entire earth. We are expanding, we are growing. Our territory is getting larger into this entire vast earth. Our awareness is placed upon the earth. Now our awareness is growing beyond the earth into the entire solar system. We are expanding. We're becoming larger and larger. We're encompassing the entire solar system. All of the planets within the solar system, the sun and all the planets. Now we're going even beyond this solar system, beyond the solar system, into this entire galaxy. We're becoming large and vast, as large and vast as the entire galaxy. And within us, within us, are all the stars, are all the planets, the solar system. It's all within us now. Because we've expanded, we're expanding larger and larger and more and more vast out beyond, beyond this solar system into the entire galaxy. As we expand into this entire galaxy, we become the entire Milky Way with all the stars and everything within us, within us within our very essence of being, all of these stars, all of the solar system, all of the solar systems within this galaxy. And now we move right into the center of this galaxy, where in the very center of the Milky Way, there is this great central sun, which is the source of energy, which the Mayans call Hunab Ku, the measure of time the measure of time, the measure of space, the measure of this vast universe, Hunabku. So let us now just experience ourselves as this center of the galaxy, as this bright, brilliant sun, which is beyond measure, which is beyond imagination, so vast, so huge, so profound so filled with light, and we are that light. We are the light of Hunabku, we are the sun. We are the light of Hunabku, we are the sun. We are the light of Hunabku, we are the sun, the central sun, the central sun of our galaxy. As we merge and become one with this brilliance of the sun, of the central sun, we are vast, we are profound, we are beyond measure. We are infinite. We are filled with the infinite brightness, brilliance, shining, blazing sun at the center of the galaxy. That is our inner nature. We are the sun, we are Ku. That is our own inner divinity, our own divine central sun. As we become aware of this vastness of the galaxy and of the center of the galaxy, this brilliant, bright, blazing, beauteous central sun that is who we are. We are that light. We are that power. We are that glory. Let us now become aware of the physical body again. And that physical body encompasses that vastness of the central sun. So we now give gratitude to God and to Hunabku, the measure of time and space, at the center of our galaxy, for this experience of the blazing light as we are flooded with the light of the central sun. Thank you, God, and so it is. So let us now come forth from this meditation. And how we will do that is very simple. We're just going to pretend like we're blowing out some candles. I will demonstrate. So let's just do that together, and let's blow out a few candles and come all the way out to inward and outward balance, and then open our eyes. Just pretend you're blowing out some candles. Come all the way out. When you feel that you are fully integrated and fully back, then open your eyes. And you will feel different. There will be a greater expansion, and you'll feel more flooded with light. And this will be permanent.
1: Wow. Thank you so much, Thank Susan. you, God,
2: and so it is.
0: Uh, thank you, God.
1: Thank you so much for helping us usher in this new era with that beautiful meditation, Susan. We have a few minutes left, and I just wanted to ask you both, what would you like to leave people with about this uh, new world transformation that we're going through? Um, Susan, what, what are your final thoughts?
2: I'm very hopeful. I'm very excited about what we're moving into, which is a new age. You know, I was one of the new age pioneers. I was there in the 60s. I was at the love-ins and the be-ins, I was there in, the, in Golden Gate Park, I was at the Fillmore Auditorium, I was at the Avalon Ballroom, I was a part of this revolution, which was a vision that I'd had since I was a child, a vision of a greater world, a vision of world peace, a, a vision where all peoples and who would come together in unity, and in peace, and in love, and in brotherly love, and I know this all sounds very corny, but you know, that is really what has been my dream since I was a child, and and I feel so uh, happy and encouraged that I have been a part of this, and that that I see so much change in this world as a result of the efforts that we have that we had made since since the '60s and and onwards, and and just what we've done day by day to try to uh, help lift people and and bring people to meditation and bring people to higher consciousness and. I, it's so thrilling to see the world changes that have taken place and how people are so conscious now of, of, ecological, of uh, ecological preservation and of spirituality and all of that. So for me, it's, it's just so, so much hope and so much positive energy that I feel as we move into the future and people are starting to take greater responsibility for themselves and we see even the nations that have been under oppression, people aren't, are not standing for it anymore. They are rebelling. They're coming out on the streets and demonstrating, and they're overthrowing the, the tyrants. And we see that in the Middle East, and, and it's, it's, a, it's a different world. And I know that it's going to be a struggle because there's chaos when there's so much anarchy, but, you know, we have to move into a new age, and the only way we can do that is through change. And change is not always easy. So, I encourage every person to listen to that still small voice within them and to begin to follow their own inner guidance, to begin to follow that voice within which knows the truth. And, uh, you know, I was so thrilled to even hear the, <laughs> the song by Christina Aguilera The Voice Within. You know, the, the kids, the teenagers, you know, they, they, they get the message. They're starting to really, really follow. That still small voice
1: within, and you have played such a huge role in ushering this in, Susan, and as has Sean. And I'd like to ask Sean in our last few moments, what would you like to leave people with?
0: Uh, it all—it all gets better. Although it's you know, a lot of things have to fall apart before they get better. It's—it's it's, um, you know—it's the—it's Mother Earth going through the birth pangs to the. The new creation, the new reality—it's the—it's the—it's the implementation of of non-duality, where everything kind of comes together, where where we see the patterns of the universe. And so instead of seeing what we would think of in the past as being good or evil or God versus Satan or whatever, it just has to do with the the essence, the ebb and flow in history, and the you know the the light and darkness and the the grays in between, and the uh, and that. Um, you know, we took a long line. We took a long time building up a society and civilization. Again, that's that's based on oppression and slavery, and it might take a while to build something else and something better. But that 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 bright better day is coming. That the 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 bad guys lose because they have to. Uh, the planet itself is evolving to a, a a greater space and a greater wisdom and a greater spirituality, and you know, taking us along with it. Or you know, unless we're literally the ones that are behind it maybe were the catalyst for it maybe that's why you know mother earth needed people in the first place to uh uh to fuel that global mind that global brain to whatever news coming so you know the bottom line is is that all these ancient cultures uh, you know you you don't you don't have to do a thing if you don't really want to i mean it's great if you work for it and at the same time you can just polish your antenna. And as we, as, so to speak, and, and meditate and get more sensitive and get more open uh, to receive the, the signal that's about to be transmitted. However, uh, for yourself, instead of just sitting in a cave and meditating on all of this, uh, the idea is to uh, get yourself free. Get yourself free socially, politically, uh, mentally, economically. Uh, you know, understand that, that it's, it's taken a long time for them to put these these systems of control into the, in the place, and once you recognize them, you can figure out ways around it. And just remember, all power rests in we, the people. That we are, that we are the sovereigns. That we are the jure citizens of the states. That we are the ones. We are the ones from which all power flows. Not only from the political and economic aspect, but also now we're learning it from the spiritual aspect as well. So that is the. Uh, that's really the key. All is one. Life has purpose. God is love. We, the people. As the as the true battery, the true power source upon upon which all this stuff uh, feeds and grows. And um, you know, uh, please come on our cruise. Uh, Every cruise that everything that Susan and I have ever done together has just turned out to be wondrously enlightening and spiritual and fun and a a, a life-changing experience. Uh, And hey, buy our books. You know, buy Susan's books. She's got all her books up at her website. I've got my book, Sands of Time, and my radio show, which you can listen to uh, Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday on uh, AmericanFreedomRadio.com and uh, also on uh, Revolution-Radio.com, also known as freedomslips.com. But you can find all this stuff out by going to the uh, Strange Universe Radio website where you can find my books, uh, Black Seraph, Dark Prophet, and... uh, Sand of time which is a big huge bestseller and uh, so there you go there's my there's my plug that pays for me so
1: (laughs) (laughs) thank you sean and for the cruise don't forget to go to www.minecruise2012.com i want to thank dr susan chumsky and sean david morton for helping to shed light on this era of transformation and thanks to everyone joining us for sharing in their wisdom
0: Thanks for joining us. Be sure to visit us at thewisdomshow.com for access to archives of previous shows and special discount packages offered by our world-renowned experts. Thanks to internetaudiohub.com for our state-of-the-art broadcast sound. Internetaudiohub.com is available for all of your internet audio needs. We look forward to joining you next time on The Wisdom Show.